1: This is a view from the Bridge Official Podcast of the Belfast Giants for kingleduckgiants.com. Today's Tuesday the 13th of September 2022. My name's Patrick Smith. We're live on YouTube, we're on Facebook, Twitter and you also download us on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Anchor FM and all your normal podcast providers. And uh, on this on this week's show um a victory in the CHL against Czech opponents. Let's go. A bit of deja vu to us all however the victory over Trnetch came uh, uh, became a battle and a fever pitch SSE Arena atmosphere. And now we settle back to domestic competition with the five flyers, home and away. And if you, if we can say, it just feels a little bit mundane after the fun that happened on Sunday, but that's the way it is. Uh, we'll be talking about that trip to the Swiss Alps and uh, the visit of Trinic. We'll also see the Belfast Telegraphs Adam McKembrey joined us again to share the stories of the high peaks. Uh, Kieran Long went to this Sunday's game as the Giants' top scorer in the CHL. And following a blistering finish in Davos, he joins us uh, for a chat So get your questions in. Um, a few pieces of news from around the league. And with Fife opening our domestic account, we chat about the Giants and what they can bring as they move to retain the Challenge Cup. Now, if you're watching us live on Facebook or on YouTube, send your thoughts, your comments, your questions and we'll share them and maybe get a bit involved in the discussion. And before I introduce my good friends here, of course, we do this podcast while the United Kingdom is in a period of mourning following the passing of Queen Elizabeth II. We come from a complicated place where people's opinions can vary, they can differ, they can outright disagree, yet respect is something we should hold with each other regardless. And the passing of a monarch will stir up, stir up emotions in some more than others, and it'll shock nobody to learn that I am no way a monarchist. Yet my daughter, coming from Manchester as she does, was devastated at the news, and in, in our window is a picture of Queen Elizabeth II that she drew and colored in herself. The giants walk a tightrope at times in our social landscape and their actions may not be right for some, or not quick enough for others, But from my own opinion, uh, I felt they approached this with respect for all sides, and it's a credit to those who undertook it. Social media can be a sewer, sadly, Mm. but if there's anything, we need to respect each other. And it's the personal meaning that shines through. So from my point of view, I have great sympathy and condolence to those like Davy, who held the Queen dear to his heart. And and I think the two-minute silence that was so impeccably observed in the SSE Arena Sunday shows that we can all have respect for each other. And it's that respect that our own jim gillespie wanted so much from this club and i feel that we showed it mr mc how are you
2: Patty, i am very well thank you um and i guess on a personal level i'd like to thank you very much for that those that, that very kind intro um the very first person on thursday night to text me condolences was the pest from the west so you know and I, I we we uh we will always have our political differences and we've done our little our little video and all and we always will. But, you know, the Queen was someone that grew up. It felt, it, it feels really personal. And I've heard a lot of people saying this on the TV and stuff. It feels like we lost a family member. The Queen was... I know we were different. The Queen was on the wall of my house. The Queen was on the wall of my church, the Orange Hall, the football club. Wherever I went, the Queen was just part of our life. So when you lose someone that's been there forever for me, the 47 years of my life, and it's hard to believe... But she was just someone that was always there, and it feels like it kind of, it kind of felt like when my wee granny went two years ago. It kind of feels the same kind of pain, and it didn't, wasn't expecting it, and I wasn't expecting it to catch me out so much last Thursday night because obviously something has taken a bit of a turn, uh, and the Queen obviously went very seriously ill from from being sort of front facing in the news just a couple of days previous meeting Liz Truss as the new Prime Minister and. You know, without going on about too much, yes, it's 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 actually a very somber time. It's it's actually been quite hard to deal with on a personal level. Um, I'm sure the next few days will be trying as well. But, um, look from 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 me to the royal family, uh, not that they're probably watching, but my condolences. What? and 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 thank you again for your kind words, and I will raise one for her royal Majesty passed qe 2 So. You say that, but I hear that I hear that uh,
1: the, the new king said that Joel Mail wears Davy McGemsey? Is that right, Joel? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, boys, I uh, I, I kind of sit in the middle. Uh literally tonight but
3: figuratively between you two but you know but patty and Davey to me since the the first day i walked in the door of the ssc arena and and became aware that you boys existed uh your friendship and and the dynamic between you that i get to sort of see on the inside in our group chats and whatever else it's the thing that gives me hope for the future of this wee place honestly um i uh i I don't really sit on either side to be honest you know i'm I'm one of those kind of people that just don't really i just don't have any feelings really obviously uh I'm 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 big enough and grown up enough to to show respect whenever something like this happens, and I've been captivated by the the news this week and, and just watching history unfold. And I was lucky enough today to be in the cathedral to see that service and and see it all happening. But um, yeah, just that that's really touching, Patty. I didn't know you were doing that tonight, and uh, and I think that's that's a really lovely thing between you two, and and it does it, it fills me with hope that there's a that there's a peaceful future for this place where we can all kind of agree to disagree and respect each other.
1: And I. I, you know, we feel, especially in this organisation, it's all about hope and it's not about hate. There's only one organisation
2: that involves hate. chef. Oh. of hate. I was thinking two, to be honest. <laughs> that <laughs> 20, is true, there is twenty sixth, the, the 20th anniversary of the 26th of 10th, 2002, is on coming fast right. upon us. And I think we do have a game that night and you wouldn't believe who it's against. <laughs> it's almost like it was it's planned. It's not the Nottingham Panthers, is it? Dunby stars, I think. Oh, <laughs> Do you
1: know what? That would have my second guess. Would have been my second guess. Right. Let's get stuck into this weekend's games, boys. And we um, well, we begin with the game that took place over in the uh over in the Swiss Alps on Friday night. Um, the Belfast Giants took on the uh the HC Davos. Let me see if I can bring up the statistics here. No, not that picture, that one. Oh. Uh a 5-1 defeat for your Belfast Giants. Davos scoring four in the first period for Corvy, P- Pressey and Egley. Um, Kieran Long, who will be joining us later on, with a blistering finish in the second period to make it 4-1 before Stransky, not on that picture, but Stransky made it 5-1. What I'm going to do is I'm going to invite in a man who made the trip, and that is the Belfast Telegraph's own Adam McKendry. How are you?
4: Oh, I'm great, God, guys.
1: Great it. to See you again. God, look it. at that blazer. Hold on, got get, let's get rid of this picture. Get let's him on. This, get oh, him oh, on. Look at go. that. <laughs> there we go. That's There's a man who's dressed up. For those not watching, uh, so those listening in and not watching, Mr. McHenry is wearing a very fetching blazer. How do. I wouldn't go that, that I'm
4: the least fashionable person in the world. Like <laughs> I will wear the same variation of two different outfits to the SSE arena. Every single weekend. So for me, for me to be dressed up like this is like this is one in a million. So uh, enjoy it while you can. I
2: think they call before, that ESPN I, couture. I, I had exactly the same jacket when I went to school, except it had a like a <laughs> big badge on it. Um, so fair play to you for keeping it for so long.
4: <laughs> this this could be my school blazer, just with the uh, with the logo taken off. It.
3: So it's a <laughs>
1: It was. Um, it was a tough, tough, tough first period, Davey. Um, defensive mm. errors, problems, and, and you know Davos were outskating us, and they were worth the lead.
2: Well, first ten minutes of the game, obviously, we we skated as best we could. It's the first team in a long, long time that I've seen a gap in terms of of speed all over the ice and, and we try to match him as best we can. And once we got into that second team and probably, probably as a club or as a team, we're breaking, we're trying to break games up into, you know, the guys will be doing a shift at a time at five minutes here, five minutes there, trying to get through the period breaks. And and the, the, the mantra I guess through this all will be try and skate with and stay as close as you can for as long as you can. And that, that's how even in the Sunday's game with those um. You stay with these guys as long as you can. You try and get a lead and you try and build it. Unfortunately, once we went that one behind and it went two, three quite quick, um, we were under the pump and we're, we're up against it. And you and you're almost even at that stage, damage limitation. And I know whisk gets pulled at the end of the first period. And I know we had a little back and forth on our on our WhatsApp and we'll maybe come on to that. Pulling a goalie isn't always down to the goalie. Pulling the goalie can also be a bit of a wake-up call for the day. And I thought that. Jackson will probably only want one of those ones back—the one that goes near side, high, high, near side, where he's driven down the outside of Reiner. Reiner's trying to take away the centre of the ice, I guess, for a pass coming across. It doesn't come, and he goes in and he elevates up over um, with his shoulder. I think that's the only one. But technically, I guess that was probably the backbreaker as well in, in the period. The other ones, defence has gone eh, well. You know, there's there's two of them have been one on none, two on none. That. He just can't do anything about. It. There's obviously, I think, there's the fourth ones possibly just coming either to the end of a power play or on the power play. It's a backdoor shot. We talk about crossing that royal road a lot, and we do yeah. it with Rayner's goal. Good, good night to mention the royal road. Right enough, um, you get that goalie going across. For anybody who doesn't know, if you draw a line straight up the ice between the the two posts at either end, that blue section, if you like, crossing that is very very hard for a goaltender known as the Royal Road in the game, um, you cross that. It's very hard for a goaltender going east-west, I guess, um, to make that move, if you get it right. So they moved us well. I think at least two of their goals came across there. One of them's hit the post and gone back and hit West in the backside and gone in. So it have been unfortunate as well, but I just thought that Davos just all over the ice, they suffocated us on the penalty kill. We had power play opportunities and they they did to us what we were doing, the elite league teams last year. We they pinned us in our own zone. We couldn't get a controlled breakout. We couldn't get wingers activating the, the you know to transition. The puck and we're doing a lot of this skating up, dropping it for the second, third man, coming to try and bring the transition. But they were on top of us so quick, having to cycle in behind our net and try and restart and power players really yep. came to nothing. And at four 0 at the end of first, it was it was damage limitation and, and Jones obviously coming in re- in relief of whistle. I still think was as much a shite day. You've got to wake up here, boys, as it was the the Jackson. I fully agree with that, Joel. What are your thoughts?
3: Yeah, look, I'm not going to add a great deal to that. Uh, I, you know, I, I think there's an interesting piece of context here that I think people maybe forgot. You know, um, I, I was I was on the tweets, the, the game tweets on on Friday night during the game, and I saw a few people sort of uh, going, "Oh, this is terrible. This is dreadful. We're falling apart." Blah blah blah. Let's remember that we're playing in the Champions Hockey League against one of the most storied teams in Europe. Yeah. You're talking about HC Davos here, the, the the birthplace of the Spengler Cup. You know, this is a serious, serious hockey team. And I'm not saying that the Belfast Giants aren't, because as I said last week, called it. We came home on Sunday. We got a result. But you're talking about... Uh, maybe, maybe Kendo, you'll know more than me, but the, the NHL experience and, and the, the sort of senior European minutes in that team versus the Giants, even in terms of player budget, the, the gulf between the sides is just absolutely extraordinary. What I thought was really interesting was that um, it was probably due to the, the kind of slightly physical start. You know, there was that big hit. Uh, Mark Cooper absolutely emptied sven young down behind the, the the davos net um and for some reason davos then to, oh well, it was a big hit ben lake as well it took real exception to laker during those opening few minutes so it got really physical really early which is interesting whenever you're playing a european team um and i think we had to really find a level and really stick to a high tempo from the drop um yeah, I think I think you're probably right, David. In terms of the goals, you know that the first one, uh, Joachim Nordstrom had an absolutely sensational screen in front of West. West had absolutely yep. nothing. He took his eyes. Um, that there's there's nothing that, that the best goalies can do whenever you've got a screen that good in front of the net. Um, yeah, Enzo Corvi that second goal across the blue line, great snipe. Uh, it was Prassel's third that was roofed near side that West would probably want back. But at that point. Your defense has abandoned you you know you're the third mm. goal there within a minute and a half or so uh everybody is chasing the game that ice is tilted against you so there are again contextual things there that you have to put into place and, and consider um you know before wess uh, and then the fourth was it was a brilliant stretch pass uh again as you say david across the royal road for for a snipe for for four nil apart from that kind of four or five minutes of madness again, we hung with them, you know, and, and, and I don't think it's entirely fair to lump that all on with, uh, you know, I think Aaron Murphy, to his credit, actually said it on the broadcast as well, that that, that change in goal was a, was a message to everybody and it was clearly yeah. heated as we come out in the second period far better. And um, it could have been 4-2. There was a beautiful play Mark Cooper actually left for longer in the slot. Um, but uh, Gilly Sen made a good save on that. But again, you go back and look at these little moments where, man, if we bang another one in there, what happens in the third period? But um, all in all, you know, it wasn't the disaster it maybe looked like on paper. I think that we hung with them for for a long time.
1: Adam, you made the trip. Uh, there are some really great photographs coming back from uh, from the Beautiful. cathedral. As it is, it looks like a fantastic place. Gives an insight to you know your trip over and your thoughts on the game.
4: The first thing I'll say is. One of the first people I spoke to about I study on Davos was George Wada, And I was asking him, what do you make of this place? And he says, it reminds me a lot of Ikea. There's a lot of wood here. <laughs> not uh, not quite the gloving recommendation I expected. <laughs> Look, the place is pristine. I mean, it's absolutely unbelievable. You think about the history in that place, you think about, all the games that have gone before, Spengler Cup, Davos winning, what is it, 31 national championships. and um, You know, you've got a standing area behind one of the goals, which is just incredible. There, I think it's called the Sector 1921, who made noise for the entirety of the game. Absolutely incredible. And that's even before you talk about the town itself. You know, I'm sure everyone's seen pictures of what Davos looks like, but you really can't do it enough justice in a picture like this place is situated right at the bottom of two alps it's absolutely stunning and i mean anybody who knows me knows that the only team that i wanted the giants to draw for the chl was davos i didn't care about the other two teams i just wanted davos so whenever it came out it was almost like i willed them into existence um well, and so I've done my research on Davos. I knew what was coming, and even so, I was still blown away by the the vistas, the scenery, absolutely incredible. So, just a superb place. Hockey mad, like everybody in that town seems to seems to love the the team, and it doesn't shock me at all. So, um, absolutely incredible. Got to spend most of the, the Friday with with. Dave McCammond, who, who came over, who was so dedicated, he flew over on the Friday morning, drove straight to Davos, didn't eat or anything. I met him at the arena, and he was like, the first thing he said was, I'm starving. So, <laughs> <laughs> went, had food, went up on the wee funicular up to the top of the top of one of the, the peaks alongside Davos, and just just incredible. You, you just can't help but fall in love with the place for how good it is. And I really want to go back whenever it snows. Apparently the place is just absolutely unbelievable when it snows.
3: Ski season. Um, ski season.
4: Okay, no. Listen, mate, you, you haven't seen me on skis and nobody will ever see me on skis. <laughs> yeah, because no, of-
3: I'm, I'm built for solid land. Paddy's back, but I'm going to just bring you in on the, we're obviously talking about the, the kind of four goal spell there at the end of the first period. What's your take on that in terms of, I'm not going to say where the blame lies, but but what, what unfolded there. Uh, Paddy, just before you carry on, that's a very effective costume change. Well done, mate. Um, I think he, he was getting some chirps here. in the background for the stripy T-shirt, which I actually quite like. My own brother as well. Disgraceful. I mean, um, but yeah, Kendall, here, I that, that, that four-goal period, that four-goal stretch when things kind of got a little loosey-goosey, how did you see that from being there and, and in the arena um, in front of you?
4: I was hoping Patty was going to uh, join me in the slightly more dressed-up school. but. going to own. I'll give you the definitive answer on why Wisp was pulled, and it's essentially what you guys are saying. It's because Kiefer wanted to give the D a bit of the, a kick up the backside out a boy patty. That's what I like.
1: That's a lot of that, like.
4: Just happened to be one there. Um... <laughs> Look, yeah, so, so Kiefer said, you know, he, he was pulled because he needed to give the guys a kick up the backside. And I, I think you guys are right. Wisp didn't do a whole lot wrong. You probably want that one where he gets sniped on the short side back. But really, you know, there's nothing you can do about Forrest because of the screen. There's nothing you can do about the one-on-one breakaway. The D just let him down. And look, Jonesy came in was good. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm, I'm not trying to talk down Jonesy. But the D really did step up their game for the second and third periods, and that helped massively. So look, it, it's we know what happens in the CHL. We saw it in Liberates the last time we were in the CHL. But as soon as these teams get ahead of steam up, they don't take their foot off the gas, and they really make you pay for it. And I think just the Giants took their eyes off the ball for maybe, I think it was, what, a minute and 23 seconds, and I think that's why Davos ended up running away with it. But apart from that, I can't help but agree with you, Joel. I mean, besides that, it was another game where I don't think they were massively outplayed. Davos were the better team, I think, for the majority of the game, but That second period was good. I think the third period, they hung with them for most of it, and then you could just see the fatigue at the end there. But I don't think the Giants come out of that necessarily, you know, thinking they've been on the end of a hammering. I think they come out of it feeling pretty confident. And if they go on to... uh, If they go into the Trinets game feeling like they're on the end of the hammering, I don't think they end up winning that game. I think they came out of it feeling okay with how they played and that's what led them to get the win on Sunday, which I know you guys are going to go on and talk about. Yeah,
1: just quickly, um, well because uh, before we leave this game, can we just have a word about Karen Long's finish, uh, Davey?
2: um Really, nice. It's Goody, isn't it? Goody go- was. I think yep. Goody was uh, was on the line with him at, at times that night, and he's gone down. And he he's, he's actually played a really nice play off the off the half wall in his own in his own end and broke away. <clears throat> I love those plays where a forward can open up and sort of start almost going backwards. And just the release on the shot is just half a set, not half a second, split second, where he just pauses to let the goalie bite and the goalie goes down. And he releases it. really, really lovely finish from Longer, who's been playing really well in the first lot of CHL games. And I think Joel in the intro, or maybe yourself in the intro, said about wearing that top scorer's jersey that's uh, probably a wee bit heavier than all the other jerseys. So, you know, you you carry that, and he carried it well the other night in the... in the Ocelari game. So, you know, credit to him. Really, really top quality scorers finish. And, and we know that through history, if Longer gets ice time and confidence, which is probably what we'll talk to him um, when he comes on later on. But if you get that ice time, if you can earn that ice time and you have that quality and you start going to those hash marks and you start getting between the circles and you get opportunity after opportunity. If you're sitting on the fourth line and you're getting four or five minutes a night, it's very hard to score 30 goals. When when Kieran was playing in Manchester and he was playing top six minutes and he was getting chance after chance and he was brilliant and scoring thirty goals, there's no secret that Kieran Long can score goals. So you know he's putting himself in those positions over the last few games. So credit to him and, and Long may continue. Before we let it's you go, ring one.
1: Oh,
2: one?
4: <laughs> It's it's the ring. It's the power of the ring. That's what I think.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the uh, before before that you the energy. On. i let you go, Adam. uh, uh, Just on Davos, Um, did you travel first class, or we just leave that to David (laughs) McCammond? Absolutely not. A bit of context in Augsburg for the last CHL trip. Myself and Adam travelled normal class, while Mister McCammond made a big deal of the fact he was going first class on the train. That's like uh, cool. FM Money Boy.
4: We haven't let him live it down since. I'll I'll tell you something that really shocked me. I didn't realise that trains in Switzerland have first-class and second-class cabins, and there's also restaurant cabins. So I'm sitting there wandering through the cabins and thinking, this is absolutely amazing. Sit down, and this guy comes over to me, and he goes, first-class ticket? And I just had to sort of put my tail between my legs and slink out and go to one of the second-class cabins because, unlike McCammond, my budget does not stretch far enough for yeah. this. He he yeah. sat there holding the lobster, just waving the eye.
3: Yeah.
2: Me and Joel would have been saying, "Let's see at the station." Adam. <laughs> <laughs> even, though, this even, way, because, this. even though, even though you've got your own sports jacket, which, by the way, on a podcast is a wild, wild. <laughs> <laughs> even, even Neil Russell, even Neil Russell, who would wear a scar, jacket, didn't, didn't wear a jacket indoors. No, no. <laughs> Adam, I know, listen. Man. Thank
1: you very much for your time. Good to chat to you again, guys. Thanks very much for having me on Scriptum, Good McAndrew. Big thanks to Adam McCandy. Right, let's move on to the game that took place on Sunday. We do have Kieran Long waiting in the wings, but we're going to quickly batter around this because, Come of course, on. once again, we'll, we'll bring him in, in a second. But once again, we had a uh, Czech opposition, and uh, once again in the Champions Hockey League. We defeated Czech opposition—a three-two mm. win f- for your Belfast Giants at home. Uh, goals coming in the first period from uh, from Will Cullen. In the second period from Scott Conway. Into the uh, in the third period, and uh, Trinette started to fight their way back with uh, Vrana and uh, Marcinko uh, making it well two-two with minutes left. Um, the Giants had the weather quite a few penalties not least a five minute major going into the overtime they weathered that and it went to a shootout the the winning after quite a few rounds of shootouts the uh the winning goal was credited to mark cooper um joel it's it's hard to put into words the atmosphere you seem to be in the rink uh, especially as the giants were fighting getting that lead and even in the likes of the penalty kills
3: it was a defensive master class of a game uh Whenever I was watching that game unfold, especially whenever I watched the five-on-three and laid on some of the desperate defending in overtime as well, um, boys throwing their bodies in front of that puck. Ben Lake, you know, as, as Jonesy said, he'd throw his face in front of a puck. Um, I thought back to, I think it was Gabe Bast chucking his body in front of uh, of a one-timer in preseason. Um, something clicked in my head then. I was like, if he's willing to do that in preseason, I think we've got something here. Uh, this is a game where, where the defensive side of the puck uh, – let, led us to victory. Um, the the atmosphere, I think a real real credit to everybody and um, you know it's, that's another difficult afternoon that's a situation where um as, as we said at the top of the show the belfast giants have never really been in that situation before um and, and there was an impeccable um impeccably observed period of silence um but but quite fittingly i suppose with the, the kind of national mood or, or whatever you want to call it everything was pared back you know there was no uh lasers and fire and big music and big intro that the teams took to the ice you know there, there weren't sandwiches flying in the period breaks and um, there was maybe a little bit of nervous energy from people coming to the rink that day because you know that that is a situation that's never been faced before which i think the club handled perfectly but for for that game to unfold on a sunday afternoon in front of that atmosphere and that hot crowd it was absolutely spectacular i have never heard a cheer it's not even a cheer it's a roar a thunder uh for a penalty kill like that five on three in the second period and if scott conway had uh Tucked that under the crossbar on the breakaway straight after that 5-on-3, I honestly think that roof's coming down around us. That was one of the the most incredible moments I've ever seen. Um, But yeah, look, uh, an absolutely absolutely lion-hearted Adam Keefe defensive masterclass of a game which saw us to victory.
1: We came out of the traps pretty quick. Davey, um, we got in, we got in their faces, and you know we talked about last week about how when we faced Liberace last time, you know we played a physical game that they didn't handle very well. We didn't, I don't think we played an overtly physical game as we played a quick game.
2: I think five on five again, we probably carried the horses the most. Of the game we we got ourselves obviously into a little bit of penalty trouble at times, and that was obviously then your killing penalties and guys are getting tired and the fatigue definitely caught up with us. That 5-on-3 going into overtime was, was something else that the, the boys had to defend. For context, we had 29 shots on goal the other night. They also blocked 26 shots, you know, so an, an incredible effort from them, but they had also 40 shots on goal. So defensively, like, bodies were going down in front of Peyton Jones as well. But back back on the 5-on-5 five five point, we were slightly more disciplined I think as a as a collective, there was a couple of moments obviously, and I, I still think the the call on Rayner is scandalous. It's never a penalty, and I I would need to see the Sam Rip one. Unfortunately, we've got no footage. I haven't been able to get the footage again for for the, the cut for tonight. I don't think Sam's targeting the head. The whistle wasn't. If there's a quicker whistle there, he's offside. Obviously, the guy goes in. Nobody hears the whistle. Sammy doesn't hear the whistle. Peyton Jones makes a save. I can't remember who's going back in with the Osilare forward. Also, doesn't hear the whistle and it plays out. The goalie makes a save and then it's whistled for offside. And then they go and and Andy Dalton VARs for the um for the penalty. And unfortunately, Mm it goes against us. And and we go on the a late five on three, which was to be honest, we were holding on and and thinking, like, I see that obviously they go four on three in overtime and, and everything that brings goes into penalties. I thought that probably. Did, did, we, did we deserve to win this game? Statistically, ah, na- don't you even really? <laughs> St- statistically, statistically, maybe not. With heart and soul, absolutely, because we we talked about the Davos game and we talked about the other games we've played so far and about trying to skate with these teams. Here are we quiz question for anyone. Who was the last Czech team to win in the SSE? Stroke Odyssey, Stroke Ice Ball Stroke Dundalk, wherever we had played in the past. So that's one for anybody to come up with. There'd be a half half a red stripe for anybody that gets that answer right. Um So I thought that we hung in really well. The fatigue in the last ten minutes of that game gave them enough legs just to get back into the Definitely. game. It was really unfortunate. You go to Davos and you have a really, really, really physical game, sixty hard minutes because they skated fast, and then you've got to do it two days later with traveling all in between. We only we only got home late afternoon, so. You know, in terms of being able to skate with us, all right. Best team in the Czech Republic, hold them for fifty minutes, lead for fifty minutes, and unfortunately, um, not come away with the regulation win, which which was what we were really after there. But to come away with the, the penalty shot win, you know, you, you'll you'll take any kind of victory in the in the CHL for sure. Kevin
1: Ryan posting up on Instagram, showing the uh, showing the bruises that take place when they when when you go and you you, you stop these shots. Yeah, he uh, talked
3: about that about the sacrifice the team sacrifice um, and adam keith was i think it was quite telling in post game as well the way he talked about the culture takes care of that you know i, I put it to adam that uh, that the people in this time call that adam keith hockey and anybody who's been around for a little while will remember Kiefer himself trying to stop a, a sure sheffield Steelers goal with his face in 2012 when the giants were on their way to a league title and um, but that that collective team buy-in has been evidenced this preseason, and it's shown itself now and uh Uh, the the last thing just uh, that i'll say paddy whenever whenever i talk to kiefer after the game he spoke about how he wasn't overly interested in the scoreboard more about the performance and playing with pride and 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 showing what the giants have if this is us setting the tone for our domestic season i cannot wait
1: well you mentioned that let's hear from them
3: joined after that one by your man of the match tonight peyton jones uh jonesy that's a you know you're you're only really here a, a month, not even a couple of months yet, but that's a famous night. You must have been aware of the atmosphere and the reaction to that win tonight.
5: Yeah, it was awesome. Um, you know, the team played great, and uh, the fans, you know, they made the building uh, fun to play in front of. You were
3: playing there, uh, I think, with, with real purpose tonight. You, you seemed pretty determined that you were going to get the boys over the line for their for their first CHL victory.
5: Yeah, um, you know, I think that just every day I try to try to you know, give the boys a chance to win. Um, you know, do everything I can to to do that and you know luckily tonight it, it, it happened in our favor
3: it was a game probably uh, defined by the defensive side of the puck um, the Giants were sensational on the penalty kill uh, on the five on three um, and you must have been aware of, of the boys throwing their bodies down for you there late on
5: yeah I mean that's they're they're awesome I mean they like you said put you know but they'll put their face around the puck um, Raynor, you know coops uh, basti all the guys Rupper I mean there's just so many to name they you know, they make my life so much easier blocking those pucks and, you know, you talk to them, they're all, you know, banged up from it. But it's, uh, it's part of the game and, you know, they, uh, it just shows that, that, you know, the guys want to win.
3: You obviously did your part too, that uh, the show out win and save. Did you get
5: much of a read on them? Did you, did you anticipate what was coming? Uh, I don't mean, I just try to read and react. I don't even know. I was so like, you know, I just, just wanted to win and, uh, you know try to like I said do everything I can to make a save to get the win I mean for me it's just I try to stay in the moment and take it you know one second at a time I don't get you know I don't think about anything I just you know read and react
3: and lastly uh, Davey Majemsi from the podcast noticed that you bagged that uh, puck at the end there is that going on the mantelpiece
5: uh, yeah I actually got it over there right there so it's uh, you know big win for uh, for our team for me and you know for the fans here and you know we'll, uh, you know, we'll have some on tonight and back to work on uh, Wednesday fully deserved well done Jonesy thank, thank you, you.
3: Joined after that CHL win over Otsulari Trinich by your head coach Adam Keefe, uh, coach, that is bottom line a, a famous night uh, in Belfast. Yet another one, and um, the Giants especially defensively, especially in the penalty kill, we're, were nothing short of heroic there tonight.
6: Yeah, I think you know we challenged the group today to, to not really worry about the scoreboard. To be honest, our performance was important, you know, especially going into our league campaign next next weekend. We wanted to make sure that we felt good about ourselves. Um, you know, and the score will take care of itself and, and I think right from the drop of the puck our guys were ready to go and uh, I loved the way that we defended, um, and didn't give up a ton of shots, didn't give up a ton of scoring chances uh, and then obviously when we did give them some power plays our penalty kill was, was massive, a lot of block shots, a lot of sacrifice in there and, and that's great to see so early on. Uh, just a word for, for Peyton Jones who was pretty stellar all night tonight including that uh, shout winning save yeah he was huge you know he was, he was steady in there and calming for our group and when he was challenged he was there to make the save and i think you know in particular there uh that four on three in overtime uh, you know there was a few that were empty nets and he he was battling in there and he, he found a way to make a save and and the guys in front of him were battling as well and you know, picture a few that were saved some block shots, so it was, it was great to see.
3: Is, is that something that you coach or is it something that happens naturally? People in, in this town call that Adam Keefe hockey. You know, you saw the five on three early in the game. You saw Ben Lake throwing his body in front of shots and he was far from the only one. Is there any emphasis on that in preparation or has it just come out of the, the culture of the team?
6: I think the culture takes care of that. You know, you got guys like Laker and Cooper and Rainer that have been doing it for years. Um, And then everybody comes in and just jumps on board and and is capable of that as well. I think uh, seeing everybody, I would love to to count the blocks. And they weren't just like uh, small shots. They were taking some. So I'm sure there'll be some sore bodies tomorrow. But uh, I can tell you this, there's no everybody smiling in that locker room. Congratulations, Coach.
1: Another famous win for the Belfast Giants in the in the CHL against Chuck. opposition. Let's bring in the man who wore the top scorers jersey going into that match. How are you doing, Kieran Long? Hello, Jen. Yeah, buddy. How are we? Uh, a busy day, curtain hair?
7: No day off today. Uh, oh, soon nice. as you, uh, yeah, well, the boys in the shop said uh if I scored in Davos or got an assist, I get I get a week off. But fair play. I'll take one or two days off, not, not taking a whole week off.
1: <laughs> Fabulous. Well, bring it, let's, let's go back to that game. Let's go back to that goal. Let's go back to that trip out to the Swiss Alps. Um, your thoughts on how that game went? Obviously, you know a difficult game in regards to the scoreboard. A, a lovely goal by yourself, as we spoke about earlier, but, but a very, very tough opposition to face.
7: Yeah, definitely. We knew they were tough going into it from obviously playing them at home. Um, and... We we did our pregame skate and it seemed fine. And then just that first period, honestly, I've never experienced anything. I'm not using it as an excuse, but the like trying to get your breath back um with the altitude difference was was really tough. Um yeah. So that's not an excuse for the like the the slight mistakes we made as a team to concede so many goals early on. Um but then we picked it up in the next two periods and we we tied one one in the forty minutes.
1: I'm actually just sitting there and never even considered the altitude aspect yeah. of that, which there's no real means to get used to that. Whereas the HC Davos team will be used to that, it's their home rank.
7: Yeah, definitely. Um, and honestly, I was coming off the ice at some after some shifts, and I'd be like, How am I out of shape? And looking down the bench and seeing quite <laughs> of the other boys still struggling. So I'm like, okay, we not out of shape, it's just it was different, but it was, a, it was an unbelievable experience and
2: what an arena is playing. Without taking the um, altitude in the, in the account there, we were talking about just the speed and the kind of suffocating penalty kill. We talked about how last year that was a real um, focal point of the Giants in domestic action where we would suffocate teams in their own end, especially on the PK. We wouldn't let them get out with no control break. We just couldn't transition up the eye. because we had our power play opportunities, but we just they were just so, they were all over us longer.
7: Yeah, they are. And when, you, when you're playing teams like that, you, if you if you try to pay attention and watch, you'll, you'll notice their feet never stop moving. They, they very rarely glide. And when they are gliding, they've been pushing pretty hard. And they're still coming at you at some speed. So it's um it is an adjustment, uh, an adjustment to play these teams. Um, but I think we we did do ourselves proud, um, and we just slipped on a few minor mistakes and you can't make tiny mistakes against these teams.
2: Like is that as as Portion of that down to them just being slightly deeper than us, that they can they can roar four full lines and they can just keep going and they can just keep skating. Whereas we're slightly less like it's not down to condition, it's not down to you know, they they were just faster and they were just you know, they were just quicker on the night,
1: yeah. I
7: don't, albeit, I mean, I, I can't remember Davos' sheet, but we're playing guys that have played in the highest leagues in, in the world, and I mean. It's it's always going to be difficult.
2: Let's let's talk about let's talk about a positive thing. And sorry, Joe, before you come no, in, no, now, no. let's talk about wearing that top goal scorers jersey or the top point scorer. It must be like, like it doesn't mean an awful lot, but it's like it's like a nice little personal thing in your career.
7: Yeah, definitely. Um, I also don't like it at all. <laughs> it's like putting a target on your back. Um, yeah. Yeah, not wasn't like yeah, like you said, it's a nice honour, Maybe for a warm up thing, um, but yeah, no, I'd rather just have my own normal num- number on the back, so no one's targeting you. Yeah.
2: Well, then before before Joel comes on, can we can we talk about the goal in Davos? When as soon as Goody breaks the half wall and he gets a bit of a breakaway, and you can see that there's a two on one developing and you're skating into that, are you begging? Are you slapping that stick in the ice going, come on, Goody, I'm open here?
7: I will, like, just in practice, I know Goody, me and Goody have, like, I kind of know Goody's going to pass that. Um, skating down the ice, I just wanted to try and distract that defender that we were going down on for a little second, and then I wasn't leaving that one time aside. <laughs> so I was just opening up and praying that he did give it to me, and luckily he put it right into my wheelhouse.
3: I know you don't like the jersey right but do you get to keep
7: no, ah, it really yeah. no come on man that's, that's one
3: of those cool things that you put on the wall you know a long long time from now yeah, whenever yeah. the playing days are over uh and another quick one longer uh the uh probably one of my favorite plays so far of the season was that uh that goal off the face-off in belfast um against davos um you can be honest there's no one watching it's just us how much of that was drawn up were you trying to go for for laker at the back door or did you I just mean
7: if we're being completely honest and i really don't want to be honest
6: <laughs> <laughs>
7: i have well i mean i've tried that play about seven or eight times with what well, i nearly got mac on the back door the one game and i think i nearly got uh norris or colby um Ellen, the one time it actually works, I didn't touch the puck once. (laughs) You (laughs) what? Their guy won the puck, and their guy panicked because he saw me jump behind and he whacked it to the net.
1: You did, did not have says? to disclose that here was live on a VP. He will too. He's going straight onto that Excel. It was my
7: it was my idea, so I'm taking it for my idea. <laughs>
3: you know, what you did there was force an error, so it's still a it's a pro play. Yeah. Um yeah. we so, we so about- hang
2: on, it's a roll roll back there just ever so slightly. So the point that actually got you the top scores jersey, hmm. yeah.
7: Oh no! I, te- I think te- by technicality, I still
2: would have got it because I was the last person to score. That's fair.
7: So, That's fair. But like did longer not or did did Laker not score the goal? No, I'm because I do. I wore it after the Davos game. I can't remember. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's been too many games. So. Uh, and
3: I'll
2: congratulations, like, anyway. It was outstanding. Yeah, man.
7: yeah.
1: I, you, forced
2: really, it, really... you forced it. You forced them into the hours. That's what your job is.
3: Here's my play. That's it. For, forcing one of the most storied teams in Europe into that kind of an error in their own zone—what a guy! Um, we talked at the top of the show earlier. Whenever we were discussing the games, longer just about the the team culture. It's it's been a, a topic of conversation since Sunday, um, since preseason, really. You know, we talked about seeing you know Basti throwing himself in front of pucks in preseason, and um, which I absolutely love seeing. It might not be the smartest move, but I love to see it. Um you're you're now a, a couple of seasons in to to be in the Belfast Giant. You've been in, in a couple of different locker rooms and and had a feel for the boys. Uh, how early? in the season does that culture become evident you know the the fascinating thing about our league is that you've got like a couple of weeks to get some team chemistry before you're hitting the ground running this year more than ever because we're not going into challenge cup group games where if you have an off night you're probably going to find the points that you need you're going straight into competition against Europe's best Uh, can you see it from that kind of training camp that couple of weeks that you spend together that this is a group of guys who are determined to win at any cost
7: yeah definitely I think like a, a big factor of that obviously last season we were quite a new group and there was only a handful of guys that came back um from the year before that um but coming into this season we had a quite a big group of guys coming back from a very successful year so I think the new guys coming in have taken taken a well while to what us old boys have kind of our buy-in as well and yeah it kind of worked out nicely
1: Obviously, that's the CHL behind us now. Until um, for a few weeks, until Swedish opposition, both home and away. Um, what's the team call, Paddy? What's Sweden, what's the team they're different Sweden. All um, right. <laughs> <laughs> gonna, nice move. I'll, I'll deal. I'll deal with that when we get to that <laughs> week. Um, Fife, home and away, they to start to try and retain the, the Challenge Cup. They had a they had a bit of a weekend there themselves. What do you? How's the preparations going for this weekend, man?
7: Yeah, good. Um, I think obviously having a bit of a rest from the CHL um, and then now focusing on to the Challenge Cup that's ahead of us. Um, yeah, we're we're just taking each day as, as it comes, working hard at practice, um, getting our workouts in, and yeah, key doing this thing is preparations pretty good so far.
1: And um, just just. Um... Lastly, you know, obviously, since we last spoke, and congratulations, you and Hannah got married. Where's the uh, where's the portrait? Where's the picture? Where's the it's, fantastic picture that was, uh, was it's handed over in Is the, it on the, wall? In
7: the back room? It's in the back room, and yeah, it's on it's on the fireplace. It's a, it's, it's Is a that the, you gave, that it? the
3: alleyway shot. Uh, or keep, keep, our, our, it was that was our boy Ryan Hitchman, right? It
7: was, yeah. But I'm on a on about the the horrible. One.
2: From, was uh, talking about the, uh, badly the drawn. beautiful wedding lovely
7: picture
3: sorry I'm, I'm just keep, being overly keep,
2: romantic, well, right? keep the future yeah. kids away from the fire so it's okay you know
3: okay. <laughs> can I can I ask one really quickly uh we, we had George Owada on the show last week uh mm-hmm. longer obviously I think anyway it's the first time that you've encountered him uh, a legendary giant former captain uh he's pretty much done it all uh with the Belfast Giants what kind of impact has George made coming in and filling a role that the jeff mason filled so well you know that was that was someone who was a giant's legend in his own right and um, what's it like to have him around the place
7: yeah really good um like another poor down guy what what more could you want respect uh, you know, <laughs> trying to take over everywhere aren't we um yeah no really good he's um everyone's got to know him he seems like a really nice guy and he knows seems that he knows what he's talking about as well so that's obviously a major factor yeah of him getting the job um Yes, yeah, so I, I mean, it's only been a week. Um, but yes, he seems a great guy.
2: One thing that George Wada and I don't know Patty will agree with me, probably bar none, the, the greatest penalty killer this club has ever had. It's, and, and go back and watch old tape of them, on, unbelievable the, the work rate and the blocking shots and the forecheck and backcheck. But is that something you can actually coach in the players? Is that something that George brings at all? Or is that just if you're on the penalty kill, you've obviously proven that you, you can play that kind of game? But you know is that something that they try and coach into you
7: um I believe I believe you can be coached like into it um like throughout my my whole career I feel like every year I've learned something new um I don't mm-hmm. think you you're always set in your ways I think if you're set in your ways you you you're not going to get too far in hockey really um the game steps up every year like and if you're not Trying to learn, you're not going to progress.
2: Yeah, I think one thing Paxton always banged on about and still does on is all uh, you know things that he puts on Facebook. Be coachable at any at any stage of life. For me and my job, for Paddy, for Joel, for anybody, whatever job you're in, whatever walk of life you're in, be coachable. You know, and, and I'll stand you in good stead. Especially in a, dra- her, her yeah. well. in a barbershop. Her, hairdressing as well. It's yeah. not hairdressing; it's barbering. Yeah. Barbers. Barbara. <laughs> but but you're not virtual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hashtag hold <Hull> fast, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, nice. we,
1: we appreciate you appreciate you coming on and joining us. Well done on the goal against Davos, and and your honesty on the assist against Davos, and good uh, yeah, luck this weekend against Fife.
7: Hey, it's still my assist. Don't take
2: that. Yeah, off. okay it stays. No, it's theirs. It's theirs. It yeah. yeah. Nice baby, Let's go. Give me baby, the not... man in
1: charge of that. So.
2: there's no delete button after twenty once it's twenty four hours, can't delete. It's all no, good. <laughs> nice no, one, good. mate. Thanks. See you later.
1: Where's no, Long Art? Yeah. Cheers. Big thanks to Karen Long for joining us on that. And uh, well, we've got another guest straight away coming oh. in, a man we know very, very well. Hi, Simon. Oh, oh,
6: there he
2: is. Let's go. We're putting the band back yeah. together.
1: <clears throat> I heard your numbers are good. Police yeah.
0: asked me to come back on to help you get them back <laughs> up again. <laughs>
1: Obviously, Simon, the uh you've had a couple of weeks off uh, from from the well, you've had a long time off, but uh from the from behind the mic. You've been, been busy, busy at the 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 parts of the one bit. <laughs> But uh, this weekend sees you return behind the mic on Jan's TV and the how's the preparation going for that? i'm gonna be
0: honest i haven't even looked at it um i've been that busy in the office side of things trying to obviously chl's taking preference over everything over the last um four or five weeks um pre-season but uh you know literally i've got it i've got a list of stuff to do this week i've actually started following the five flyers on uh social media um again (laughs) i I mute them all during the summer i don't listen to any of it during the summer so you know, as it gets uh, a week to, to the game, I start paying attention to what it is. But they had a couple of good results at the weekend. Um, and, uh, and I think they'll, you know, listen to a couple of interviews from Todd uh, Um They're they're looking as if they're putting a good team together and obviously still missing a few guys. So no idea if they're going to be in the lineup between now and Saturday. But um, it, look, it's a tough place to go into. Back or home and away um, against the five Flyers this weekend. It's not going to be easy.
1: How's the? Uh, how did you take the uh, the Champions Hockey League from a, from the Giants' perspective? Both from your own perspective and the organization. Organization
0: has been very good. Um, I mean, we we've talked about it on here numerous occasions. You know, do we go CHL or is it better to go Continental Cup? Um, I think that the the experience this year. You know, when you look at when the draw was made back in was it June. Um, you know, when you you basically have uh you know the, the the travel the schedule you know where, where we're going this year it's all three of them are not easy places to get to um probably the first one is going to be the easiest with regards to trinnage and then um obviously you know the last wednesday night the boys had to travel down to dublin stay overnight in dublin with 4 30 alarm clock uh, get an early flight to uh Trinich, uh sorry to, to uh, uh shurik um and then a three hour bus ride delayed in the airport on both sides um, getting back on Saturday was a problem uh, because the Erlingus, um, you know, had a, a number in their pants because their IT broke down, um, and uh, the whole thing was a was very very lucky that the boys actually got back because if it had been an hour and a an half, hour, two hours later, they might not have been back on Saturday at all. So when you're when you're playing against teams like Davos who are chartering a jet everywhere actually uh, chartered their own playing, actually chartered their own playing for their management and their owner, and they chartered a playing for their fans and their team. Um, so when you're playing against teams like that and the money that they have available to do basically whatever they want, um, I thought we put a very, very good account up, uh, of ourselves up against all the teams. Um, maybe a bit of a lapse in concentration in each game, apart from Sunday's game. Uh, I don't think I don't think anybody could argue about that. conceding a couple of goals quickly in the in the game in last um, Friday, Friday uh, three yeah. goals in what was it, a minute and twenty seconds or something like that is never easy to recover from. But to come back out in the second period, Jonesy Jonesy played lights out on Friday night and he played absolutely amazing on Sunday. So uh, yeah, it's it's been it's been a decent um, four games, but there's still two to go and arguably against the best team in the group. So um, mm. all to do when we get the uh, she left you, uh,
3: absolutely, fully Padre, um, are
0: you still doing that flipping tones and numbers and all? Um, we've got to go, have got to come here the first, the fourth of October, and we got to go there a week later.
2: Talk about the levels, says I know you may have talked on the phone about the levels, and we'll talk slightly longer there about it. These teams are all slightly deeper than us. They can run four foot lines where we probably have a center chipping in on the fourth line that make up the numbers there, and they can just go flat to the mat. He was talking about you. You watch these teams; they never stop moving their feet the whole game. They don't glide in the hits. They skate and they skate to the bench and they skate on and off. You know, you, you can't even you can't do very much about that. You just have to hang in for as long as you can. And in games, we have hung in. Pretty much for 40 50 minutes, yeah. We'll take that little three four minute period in the in the first period in Davos where the game got away from us. But generally, we've skated with these teams for the best part of the game. Maybe fatigue kicking in in the last 10 minutes of each game.
0: Look at Trinity, plus
2: it's pre season, more or less. Yeah, yeah. so Trinich, Trinich,
0: If you look at Trinity, we're speaking of thoughts about this. Trinity skate more or less 12 months a year they take a couple of weeks off they'll skate for three weeks take a week off in the summer take a skate back for three weeks take another week off ultimately that's it their star players will play a little bit less but that's it that they literally skate all year round davos isn't much different yes they've got a couple of superstars um that you know come in and when you're talking about you know if you're looking about budgets and stuff like that i mean there's there's guys in that team that are earning not a hit kicking the ass off what our whole team's earning <laughs> um, yeah. and that's what you're up against, like Mental. um you Mental. know, you're playing against um a, a, one of the, arguably one of the best teams, you know, European wide and and over the last 15, 20 years. Davos have been absolutely amazing. Um, and you know, obviously Laura and, and Kelly are my colleagues at the and well, you know Laura Small, well, but Kelly, Kingsley Smith, um within the commercial side of things, they both went to Davos. Hit. It was absolutely amazing. Uh, they absolutely loved it. Um, you know, and when you get the opportunity for uh, trips like that and, and obviously the fans it all went as well, I've seen a couple of posts coming up there, that um, you know, people enjoying the trip and that's what it's all about. You know, if you can get away to a European trip with a hockey team, go and do it because um, it's, it's arguably the, the best trips that you make because, I mean, listen to the atmosphere that was happening in Davos last Thursday, last Friday night and even the Trinich, the 140, 150 Trinich fans in the SSE arena on uh, Sunday and they made a lot of noise as well until we went 2-0 up and then all of a sudden somebody pressed a mute button. Um so uh it's it's amazing. I, I think we've done really, really well in the four games that we've had daily. Um but again, it's a massive step up. Let's not get away from that. It's a huge step up uh from the level that we our guys are at. And if you look at what the way they we played on Sunday, I don't I mean I, I I don't give them an extra day off. So, you know, they must have they must have done something right in his eyes because he can be a bit tight, hard on some of the players and um, training, especially this early in the season because he wants them to be at their peak. And I thought Sunday, uh, if we played like that against any team in the Elite League this year, we're going to wipe a slate.
1: We'll move them down.
3: Yeah, so I was going to actually ask, you know, having heard the stories uh, from Davey and and on on this podcast of of sort of you and your playing days and the type of player that you were, um, this Giants team is really exciting, they're physical, they seem ready and willing to sacrifice their bodies. You obviously are around the boys, maybe more than anyone kind of outside of the playing stuff. Uh, What are your thoughts on this team that's been assembled this year and and their, their kind of prospects for the season ahead?
0: I think, I mean, again, when when you look at guys coming in to the start of the season and for preseason, everybody came in in shape. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, that I think they all realized that, you know, the way we're sitting right now, we've got 16 imports on our books. So yes, you can all play in a CHL, but two of them have got to sit um, coming this weekend. You know, you mm-hmm. can't play everybody. And that's, you know, if you're a, if you're a hockey player at all, and if you've got the right attitude, you want to play every single game. You do not want to be one of the guys getting cut, especially in the first home game of the Elite League, um, or the uh, Challenge Cup, sorry, uh, domestic competition. You do not want to be sitting, um, and as a guy who's basically been scratched for the first home game. You just don't. So I mean, when you look at the guys that come in, they all come in in shape. They, you know, Adam is really pleased with the the skating tests and. And uh, pre-season. And and obviously, you know, again, there was a few games missed out because of um, issues with off-the-ice side of things. But everybody's ready to go now. They've all been firing on on all cylinders, more or less. A couple of little niggles. But you get that throughout the season. um, And hopefully, you know, everybody will be ready to go. They've had the extra day off this week, which boys will really appreciate. You know, it's been a tough couple of weeks with travel to, you know, Czech Republic and, and obviously Switzerland. And then, you know, the four games against much higher opposition. So uh, I think we're you know the, the guys this year are looking there's three or four guys have really stood out for me so already one of them's you know he, Mark Cooper he's returning this year he has come in in base mode and you know you've seen that first couple of games this yeah. season he's you know throwing hits about the referees you're going to get it at every single level there neither are more penalties to me and no, even you know what there's never a penalty never in a million years that one especially the first game of the night but. You know, Ben Lake again come in, in base mode. Those two playing together with Gilbert and them on the right wing, uh, the start, sorry, the left wing to start things off. It's been great start to the season, but it's only four games in. We haven't yeah. played against the league big competition yet, so that's where it's gonna, you know, it you, you certainly want to try and stay at the level that you've been playing at for the last four games, but it's gonna be tough because you know, teams that we're playing against now. They're they're not probably and arguably not going to play, be as good as the other teams, but they're gonna play a different system. So they're gonna get the man behind the puck. They're gonna have, you know, find different ways to go at them. Whereas the likes of Davos, I mean, every single one of them can skate 100 miles an hour. Um, I watched them and when they came in here um Sunday week, I was down and watched them watch the morning skate. It's 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 just ridiculous how, how fast these guys can see it, especially when you're standing right beside the gate um they they can really move and turn out again at the weekend i mean there's some big boys in that team and there's i mean look at the 17 year old kid i thought he did very very well <laughs> yep. um so again this is what you're up against but it's all about the challenges you put in front of you and you want to go out there and win it's that simple
2: just to come back before paddy goes there says on the and you're talking about a couple of healthy scratches on the import side of things this weekend how much will that drive you, you the the team to not be the one that's sitting out, how much will that be? You know, if you're the guy sitting out, you're going to be chomping at the bit to get back in the team. So everybody has to be on their game to keep their place in the, in the roster. Don't know who it's going to be. You know, only No, Adam but, the but ultimately up. there's going to yeah. be two sitting in that. Will that. From your perspective, will that drive the rest of the guys that not want to be the guys sitting up in the media box? I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. I wouldn't like to think that this guy's going, Do you know what, I wouldn't mind a night off. You're four games into the season.
0: I would like to think, and, and again, the attitude's been decent this year. Um, the guys are, again, they, they, you know, there's, there's nobody. Well, you know what it's like. Everybody says they're a great bunch of guys, and they do this and they do that. But they really are. I mean, there's some really nice guys in this team this year. Some of the newcomers, Colby McCauley, what a character he is! Like, nice. um, he's just a, he's probably just a. When you look at Scott Conway, he's just a bigger, bolder Scott Conway. <laughs> Dear um, God! And, oh no! And, <laughs> oh yes. Cones <laughs> is just an absolute, you know, savage, like um, we talked about him last year. He's just yeah. lethal. Um, And then, you know, there's other guys. Peyton Jones is a really good lad. And, um, you know, a couple of the defensive boys, Matt Foley's really good kid. Will Cullen, you know, there's there's some really good characters in this team again. And you need that about a dressing room. So hopefully, as I say, you know, they're back on the ice tomorrow morning. Hopefully um, that Adam's going to, you know, it, it, Let's just say they've probably been enjoying themselves the last couple of days. So I would say they'll be in for a bit of a skate the morning, one or two, of them have blown out their arse by about <laughs> the morning. But that's what you get. You just sort of have to suck it up and get on with it.
1: Well, yeah, it's good to see you, mate. You're back behind the mic on uh, on Saturday for Giants TV. Obviously, get down to the rather people get down to the arena to see the game. But if they can't, they'll see you and maybe one of those scratched players stand beside you, possibly. See, this is the thing. I don't really like asking the guys who've been
0: scratched. Um they
1: yeah they don't, they don't because they don't want to be in that
0: position no they, they don't um might have to um at, uh i'm I'm waiting for a call from uh Big Graham Walton um hopefully That's he's gonna be right. a uh while he's interested in doing more I and mean, we Garth Martin really enjoys it oh, Garth martin's um, at that as well yeah yeah deco you know deco sort of yeah. you know he'll he'll avoid me on the day on the morning of the game um, still <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll watch. He'll stay on the ice. Normally, Dicko comes off for the last boy on the ice, but he'll even stay on there on his own if he sees me hanging about the gate
3: because he knows
0: (laughs) what's coming like. So um, I don't know what's going to happen with who's on Saturday. I really don't know who's on Saturday night with me yet at all, so we'll um, hopefully turn that out the next day or so.
1: No doubt it'd be good to have you get behind that, Mike. Before Before you go, I'd like your opinion on something. Davey shared this with me as well. Maybe you can share. Who's this, Davey?
2: Oh, oh boys, boys have better give a big no, shout out to these two characters Frank here. And big, absolute big, big Mark <laughs> and Kelly, who they're like they, they get everywhere. They were unbelievably, he says in the cockpit of the airplane on the way back from Davos to <laughs> the weekend. That sounds about they, right. They at the at the world championships they're chauffeured around in like the head man's car. These guys <laughs> They come. They travel oh, all over the do. country and and GB here Um to Giants away games. They help out, help set up the locker room, help them out getting the everything packed up on away. Two absolutely Giants legends that maybe not everybody knows, but if you see these guys in the away game, give them a high five or a hug because they're absolute legends. Yep. Legends in their they, own lifetime.
0: They they did they did one. They were telling me they went the first year we were. The GB were up on the top level. Um Tav, Tav would tell me. So they they went. Where was that that year?
2: I can't remember where uh, it was. But anyway, Savi- wherever the, it was, you went. Savi- to, the, was it not like, Slovakia or somewhere? You went to. Savi- what, Slovakia, France somewhere. to stay up. You were at the no, camp. I didn't
0: go. That didn't go that year. It was the year before. The, I went to <laughs> them the year before. They haven't been at the top level. Yeah. But I can't. I can't remember. Anyway, wherever it was, and um they just like they, they just arrived with their GB gear on. And they walk straight in through the door. Security <laughs> says, "Hi, How are you?" You know, put his hand out. This shit—they've just got balls of steel. Like they didn't—they just don't mind walking up to you and just going, "We're straight. We're going straight on in here." And they walk straight in through the door and straight into Team Canada's room. Like walk Amazing. straight through the door into Amazing. Team Canada's room. And they ended up being best mates with the equipment manager, of Team Canada. And then when they came back out, they came back out of there, and they were walking out, and they ended up bumping into Rennie Fassell, who was. He, at that yeah. time, he was the head of the, the IIF. yeah. Sitting chatting away to, "Hey, <laughs> Mister Fossele, and and you know oh, this is great." And he, and he says, "I oh, no problem at all." Wherever wherever they were going, they were playing. Do you know what? It was in Zurich. It was in Zurich because they were playing, and I think it was Bern. They were playing two, two Yes, that's over, right. the, the sixteen teams are split, so they were basically playing in Switzerland, and they they basically were looking to get from. from the I think Team Canada were playing Russia. Or maybe it might have been USA, and and they basically said, oh, you'd really like to go to that game, you know, but it's really difficult to get tickets." Really for sales, No, oh, no problem at all. I'll come in my private car, I'll give you car. <laughs> get VIP, VIP tickets to all the games, and uh, and then they just go back again the following year. Where they were in Helsinki this year, same thing, walk straight in, and but they they're two absolute rockets, like two really really top men.
1: I've, I've seen her a few times in Manchester, working with with, with and all the all the equipment out. But some of the photographs you boys are sending through of these lads and where they're getting to, absolutely remarkable. <laughs> you gotta love why, it.
2: Why we're why we're just giving them a, a quick, I've said you know, a picture there to throw up if you have time. Um, there's a guy played for the Edmonton Oilers, Nurse or something. The, the Darnell famous, Nurse. Darnell nurse. So they're sitting having breakfast in the Team Canada <laughs> hotel. And Darnell Nurse comes and sits down beside him, and they're just like, all right, big lad, how's it going? Wow, wow, wow. And he goes, just want some orange juice? Darnell Nurse is up getting them. Two <laughs> at the World Championships, I'm bringing it down to set it down for these two guys, and they're like, all right, big lad, cheers. Amazing. But two nicer guys you'll never meet. You just two will best. not meet.
3: Two top lads.
0: Not Can I what? say something for yeah. a go? Yes, um, go for a the OSC are back this Saturday. The OSC desk will be open Saturday. Membership's available. The bench club's back this year. So if you want to join the bench club for the week, begin the 24th of, sorry, the week off the 24th of September, right the whole way through the season, get your name down there. We're going to organize events this year. We're going to have, um, as I say, we're going to have more interaction with the coaches and uh, we're doing a coaching session. Um, uh, Adam's going to do a coaches night um, in uh, W5 in October. So, uh, quite a few other bits and pieces happen. I'm, I'm literally just back from an OSE meeting there tonight, so brilliant. yeah, I'll be a bit of crack this year again, back to normal. Right. Absolutely
1: brilliant. The OSE do some brilliant work for the club. They do some brilliant fundraising for the club and do some brilliant events and all that sort of stuff, so it's good to see it back in a big way, mate. Kept up. This says, as always, thank you very much, mate. It's good to see you. We'll catch up. I
0: know, it, I, know good, I know it's about you know hating or eating, Davey, but that beer's crap, by the way. You need to get better. At <laughs> yeah. better than that. It's, it's the, the kind, kind of beer I, I would drink.
2: drink. It was six for four quid, so it was either drinking. I'm not surprised it's six for four quid. There's six for are, four quid for are, a reason. Yeah, because you can buy them and still have the heating on. Megan, <laughs> <laughs> get yourself a pint uh, of Hannigan, mate. You'll be all right. With thanks <laughs> to our sponsors, Red Stripe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: was it, it's made, Is it made by Hannigan?
2: Made by Hanigan says. There <laughs> you, so you go. Good <laughs> I'll let you off
0: that then. Good shout. Good lad. Cheers, yeah.
2: says. All right, chances, says later. Cheers. Thanks,
1: Good to see Simon again. And yes, he will be behind the mic on Saturday. Wouldn't go that 7 far. 7pm like. at the SSE Arena. Get down to that if you can. And if not, join him on Giants TV and who knows, we'll be beside him. Right, we're, uh, well, one more five minutes. We're going to wrap this show up pretty soon. Mr. Joel Neal News.
3: Really quickly, boys, yeah, uh, just to bring you up to speed on what's been happening and why we've been off on our adventures, there were three all-Scottish games in the Challenge Cup at the weekend as the domestic season got underway. Uh, firstly, I don't know if you are following this, the first game of the season, absolutely bananas encounter between Glasgow and Fife in Brayhead, which saw the Flyers open their season with a 6-5 road win. Uh, the clan had led 3-1 heading into the third period before Todd Dudiams side-scored five goals in just under eight minutes, three of them on the power play. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Glasgow mounted a comeback attempt with goals in the 56 Seventh and fifty-eighth minute, but fell short of their equalizer. What a way to start the year! Um, and what on is, Saturday, um, did,
1: um, did 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 was there any uh, good uh, sound bites from? Haven't Mal- managed Albert, to listen to I mean, uh, to Mal-
3: post-game, but you can probably assume it was electric. Um, and on Saturday, uh, I'm just going to call them this all year now. Jeff Mason's Dundee Stars blanked the Flyers 3 0 in Kirkcudbright. And on Sunday, the Stars made it a four-point weekend with a four-three win over Glasgow at the DIA. So fair play, Miss, uh, for a four-point weekend to start the year. And um, in the Premier Sports Elite League, the Coventry Blaze needed ot to find a way past the storm and Alte on friday winning 5-4 elsewhere the steelers lost 3-1 at home to cardiff and the nottingham panthers clinched a home ot win over the for flames on sunday the blaze made it a four pointer of their own with a 2-1 win over the panthers at the Skydome. <coughs> excuse me the cardiff devils dismantled the manchester storm in wales winning 8-1 tough to see and Sheffield traveled to Guildford to get things back on track with a 4-1 victory and um, your premier sports game of the week this week is on Thursday uh, as Jeff Mason's Dundee Stars host the five flyers in the cup and um, hoping to go 3-0 on the season um, and just a quick one on the CHL uh, in the Champions Hockey League six sides have already qualified for the round of 16 knockout stage with two group games still to go uh, at EV Evie Zug, Red Bull Munich, Tappara, Tampere, Angleholm, uh, and the Zurich Lions are all in the hat uh, patrick smith's berlin ice barn ice berlin are still in the mix but sit third in group g three points behind mountfield and absolutely dominant four-time chl champs for linda that is the group of death there Um yep. the giants for the record are still mathematically in the hunt but would need two regulation wins over that swedish team for a chance of progressing scheleftia easy, <laughs> easy yeah. not a baller big lad no. Schlefthia. Schlefthia. and that's your
1: news patrick smith Fabulous. Good. Just a quick note for the Sheffield Steelers. They're now one win out of the last eight competitive games. Really feel for them. Steelers' <laughs>
2: Yep. No. It's
1: tough, tough, tough. tough. Break Get to see eyes. that. Get to see it. One win. One win out of eight games competitively. Really so hate it. to see that. Uh, yeah. Belfast Giants are back in domestic competition this weekend. As we've said, Saturday at 7 p.m. at the SSE Arena, they will face the five Flyers in Challenge Cup competition. And then they will fly over to the kingdom of Fife to Kirkcaldy to face the same opposition at the uh, at the Fife Ice Arena, 6pm on Sunday, and I'm sure that will be on Flyers TV. Um, just briefly, I'll go to you, Joe, because Davey hits this part, but this is a team, you know, Fife, they've got results, we've shown, you've said about the result against the Glasgow clan at the weekend, that they can find the goal from the Giants' point of view, it's just about keeping that momentum as simon said earlier on we have to drop two imports and you know this team will have to fight for they'll have to fight for their places but you know we have the drive we have the ability and if these two weekends have shown it we can win these games
3: it's yeah it is it's a different animal whenever you come back to your domestic season you know there there may be with no <clears throat> no disrespect to the fight flyers but there maybe isn't the same sense of occasion coming into a weekend where you're Getting your Challenge Cup group underway because let's be honest, boys, and I'm, I'm not going to tempt fate, but historically speaking, the Challenge Cup group has not been a hard thing for the Belfast Giants to get out of. You know, it's not like you're coming into a massive occasion, massive game. Um, so it's back to bread and butter. It's it's time for this team to show that what what we've seen in Europe they can do domestically. Um, against obviously a slightly different type of hockey, against maybe a more physical, a more gritty uh, teams that are going to try and and, and kind of wear you down and, and get in your face a little bit. But yeah, look, it's uh it's all part of it. I I want to. Lift that challenge cup yet again, just as much as I want to lift any other trophy. So um, let's hit the ground running this weekend and absolutely stop them.
1: You're a nod of the head, David.
2: Yes, Can't argue agree. that I want to win <laughs> every single shift, I want to win every period. I want to win. I remember you talking about it years ago on a podcast and was out riding my bike listening to it. I'm a little I've talk, talk about this before. I'm a little MP3 player, you could put one AAA battery in and just plugged into it. And you talked about <laughs> wanting to win every you, you have to. What was it? You you you, uh, you you set out for perfection and you accept. Yeah, I can't remember what exactly the term was. But, the, was you it, so know, don't let
1: perfection be the enemy of the
2: good. Nice. No, that wasn't that 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 wasn't it. But that is good. But it was. It's you know you 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 you, you, you have to aim to win absolutely everything and you settle for just a wee bit less. Not, but you don't settle for mediocrity. That's for certain. And um, the Belfast Giants have to go out to try and win the Challenge Cup. We have to go out to try and win the CHL boys. We have to go out to try and, you know, win the league, win the playoffs, win everything going, because that is the heritage of this great club. That is the blue collar, rock'em, sock'em. What was it, Todd Kelman called it years ago, kick-ass hockey is back, you know, and this weekend starts the domestic season, which is our bread and butter, and much as we love our European adventures, you know, this is the real business, starts this weekend, and faith, we're coming for you.
1: absolutely, Saturday 7pm at the SSE Arena, get yourself down there or join Mr. Kitchen on Giants TV and uh,
2: did did Kitchy find that rubber jersey? Did he? I don't know but I've offered to swap that rubber jersey for a guitar from someone that owns a guitar shop who's not interested so it'll just, <laughs> just go in my and door it, forever I'll course, use it for Sunday polishing opening... the car or something you know, it's, you know that's <laughs> And then Sunday morning,
1: Kingdom of Fife, as we said, defeats the Five Flowers, the second domestic game in the challenge cup against the Five Flowers in Kirkcaldy, 6 p.m. on Sunday. Any other business? Let's go.
3: Uh, we need to wrap this but just one really quickly and I'll retweet this onto the AVF TV socials after the show tonight um, but uh, Giants operations manager James Glover tweeted tonight to say that at the end of next month he's off to Argentina um, with inline hockey Ireland to compete in the world skate games. Um, massive uh, financial commitment annually for the players um, and, and they've put together some really really nice uh, sponsorship packages to try and offset the cost for the team. These are amateur players who are out of their own pocket making this happen and, and going to compete. So um, if you wouldn't mind checking our socials, if you you run a business yourself if you have family who run a business or, or if you know hockey people who are maybe doing all right at the minute and uh, and would like to contribute and help out a really a really nice week cause to get the boys away to to, to go and compete uh I'll, I'll retweet that tonight
2: yeah is it's, the it's coach, great work well. sorry the witch is the coach of the team needing sponsored Glover yeah
3: I'm I mean is that an offer from uh your friends that are you from the bridge
2: no, it's not review from the bridge. It's a philanthropic, you know, gesture from Davy Boy. You know that might help the coach out. You know,
3: I'll I'll throw my name on it.
2: <laughs> get your people if, to talk if, to if, my if. people. Yeah. If, if the coach could find his way
1: to the post office sometime soon, I'd be happy to, to help him out, but I've been checking yes. the door for some post, and he said he'd send me some, something through, but it's it's not Back, but no, but a wrap. This, by is, this means.
2: is like the other coach in the Puma rep, you know? Every game check, every lorry that goes past the door, I'm like, oh, no. It's, it's never, well, did never, that, never, that
1: stuff never, never.
2: never come? <laughs> stuff is, yeah. <laughs> never, no, no, no. I think is yeah, <laughs> it? But... Um, <laughs> Oh, one. away, give a wee shout out to to the the CEO of the Odyssey Trust who's watching, and and you know, say no more. Just be oh. careful what you say. Evening, boss. Yeah. <laughs> one. Uh, is there anything from yourself, Davey? otherwise, I've got one last thing to throw in. Oh, just that that the the the, the razor for 2022. It is in in discussion. Uh, exactly what we're going to do. There is something coming. Really, really soon because we'd <clears> like to try and. Use our platform for some form of good. And this year we've got something quite exciting. We did the, uh, the stats-based one last year. We saw a little little tweak on it, but I need to talk to Rainer. I need to talk to Smalls. I need to talk to Says, and get this just across the line. You've seen the, uh, the cutting floor rejects, so hopefully there'll be something in the next seven days. And next Tuesday night we will be able to uh, get people on board for what we're going to try and do. And just one last thing, I think
1: I, I i noticed on social media. I know that Laura Small had shared it. That it's the fact that uh, obviously we had the sad news about Jimmy Gillespie, but that uh, he will be returning home.
2: Is that after to read that correctly, David? Yeah, did indeed. Um, cremated obviously out in Texas and coming home this week. I think it's Thursday, Joel. Um, down in banger direction. Yes. Um. There's a service down in banger for anybody, I guess, that wants to go down and show their show their gratitude and um, internment somewhere about bangers. Well. well, am I right or wrong? Honestly, man, you, you threw me you threw me a curveball there, Paddy, because Joel did send the information, but it just don't happen in front of me. So yeah, no, also remember myself,
1: we'll, we'll we'll try to get the information
2: correct, and we'll make sure that uh, if let's we, get the information uh, out on our on our socials as Joel says. We've yeah, got Insta, Facebook. Twitter and, and and if you can it's it's during the day obviously and if you can get along on Thursday. Um get along and no sure no dark colours, I think was the only uh, caveat, wasn't it? Absolutely,
1: absolutely. absolutely.
2: Um and if there's
1: anything else, gents, we'll we'll wrap it up there. Uh two games for the Belfast Giants on Saturday and Sunday, domestic competition in the Challenge Cup back, as Davy said, our bread. But there you go. So calls church ten a.m. on Thursday. Nice thanks, Lynchy, for uh, for the information there for regards to Jim Gillespie. Um, yep. So five flowers home and away. Saturday seven p.m. at the SSE Arena. Sunday six p.m. over in Kirkcotti. Uh Big thanks to Simon Kitchen for joining us. Kieran Long. Um, you can get us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, uh, kingdomofthegiants.com Uh, All your podcast providers, uh, Mr. Majimsi and Mr. Neil, good to see you. Thanks, boys. Always a pleasure. All the best, lads. uh, Wherever you are this weekend, we hope you enjoy your hockey and we'll catch you here next time on a view from the bridge. Sports Social Podcast Network.